halls of one-half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. God, that intro never gets old, does it? Never does. This is Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. My name is Armstead. And I am Posh. Holy cow, you're back. I'm sort of back. You don't look any better, though. No, no. But you know what? You ought to see what I left behind, though. You know what? For a gender change operation, you turned out fairly well with that. So Just waiting for the hormone injection so I sound better. Is this true? Yes, it's true. Every fucking time. This man has no dick. <laughs> Every time. Had to be done. <laughs> so this is my new co-host, uh, Caitlin Posh. And <laughs> Presidential campaign just took on a whole new dynamic. Yep. We're going for every vote that counts. Once again, if you get a and chance. And even those that don't. <laughs> I have a dream. I have a nightmare. That there's a beer in every hand and a pull in every county. And the only winning tractors are red. Oh, now you're really rich. In. I just alienated some of our voter base, didn't I? Special interests. I'll get you every time. Son of a bitch. Well, thank God I'm only VP. All I got to do is wake up and go, hey, did he wake up today? All right, which, in the la- which last week was in doubt. <laughs> so I guess we're going to talk tractor pulling tonight. Is that the idea? Oh. Well, I did an extensive show prep. You did nothing. No, I did. You drank a lot. That's beer number. Ah, oh, hell, it doesn't matter anyways. Only two beers count, the first and the last one, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a yeah. great show in store for you guys tonight. Um, I promise I won't cough through all of it, I hope. Have another cigarette. <laughs> I'd have to start, and that ain't going to happen either. No, great show in store for you guys here tonight. We are going to go to the Antiques. A lot of interesting stuff coming up there. Um, This coming Thursday, we'll start the NATPA Points Championship one week from today. And not only are the pullers looking to what's going on as far as their points and where they're going to finish out, but a lot of eyes pointed to rule changes. Yeah, that's going to be a very significant rules meeting there at uh, Mason on uh, Thursday, March 7th. Not sure exactly April. what time. Or Yeah, excuse April me, 7th. April 7th. Yeah, April 7th. We're not time travelers. It's okay, though. And maybe I just wanted it to happen twice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty important. Um, elections also. For yes. Various, you know, several people up for their terms on the board, including the president, gentleman who will be joining us shortly. Yes, Mr. Bob DeBerg. I know there's been a lot of uh, action on the forum, so to speak. Uh, people getting really fired up on uh, what's being brought to light as far as reviving Division 5 for the NATPA, which everybody can agree something needs to be done. Yeah. But the path to get there has been uh, bumpy, to say the least, on what rules they should run. And you know what? I, I will go this far. 
the open suggestion forum has been a great idea for this. It has been, and I don't want to get too far down the road on this because we'll wait for Bob to join us. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts that I'm holding back on right now. We'll wait. Well, aren't you fancy? I, I'm amazed, Nick. You get get a look at this. He's got headphones on, but his hair is still perfect with gel. What can I say? I'm pretty sure he poked holes in the little band of the <laughs> headphones there. You realize you did miss the first episode of Hookers and Blow? I wouldn't say I missed it, but at this range, my aim's about to improve. <laughs> we will get back to Hookers and Blow in, uh, I believe, what, two, three weeks here? Uh, we'll it's going to be our next episode. It'll be a couple uh, weeks before we get back to that, yeah. It'll be it'll be another one for the books. Um, still staying kind of off-key with it. Uh, a little different. We think so, yeah. A little different sort of uh, power plan again. Not going to be as crazy as uh, the electric, which, once again, thanks, Darren Gilbert. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome job coming on. That was probably great interview. the best interview we've had yet. We've had some great people on. And I got. I guess while we're on that too, I got to really thank Carl Cross for for taking this seat last week. Did a fantastic job. Never done anything like this before. Didn't sound nervous one bit. So thank you, Carl. You did a great job for a last minute fill in. Yep. Great. Um, I have a feeling we'll have Nathan Drob here in the next coming weeks. Come in. I uh, kind of need to get him back in the rotation. Yeah. So because you know what, it's great. We got a couple good guys we can go to when the uh, emergencies arise, so to speak. I know you were deathly ill. Oh, God, uh, get, I felt horrible. Getting text messages of you sitting in the ER hooked up to IV bags. So. Which is a first for me. I've never been that sick, so that gives you an idea. Herpes is a son of a bitch. <sighs> I told you. Got <laughs> to screen your hookers a little better. I, I don't know. I need to screen something. Nice comeback! <laughs> so let's roll into the show here. We've done a lot of this pre-talking crap, and it probably because I'm feeling no pain but that's any episode so news what do we got in the news for this week well there's not a whole lot quite honestly it's the season finals for NATPA. we're going to get to that of course as we mentioned with bob here uh, shortly everything else is starting to settle down and be kind of quiet like so we get to do the uh the part of the show that we we really don't do the human interest bit you know it, it's kind of nice having settled down you're seeing everybody uh Getting into uh, finalizing what they've learned from everything from Gordyville all the way over to Keystone, getting their tractors dialed in for the upcoming point season, which should be starting most places beginning of May for up here for us, uh, beginning of June in Canada and over here stateside. But uh, not a ton of pulls coming up till then. But of course, NATPA wrapping up there. Indoor winter circuit, which is always a great time. A great bunch of guys that run there. And uh, kind of, it's dis, it's a bittersweet ending to the season. Because it's guys we normally don't see Charles till. Till Shiawassee again. Yeah, you it's know. cool. It's cool. We're going to get this final, you know, get the finals here in Michigan this year. And, and get the chance to wrap up the, wrap up the year with everybody. You know, really you get cool. to say kind of, hey, see you later to the guys like Pete Pesnick, uh, Brian Ramel. Tom Hurley, you know, there's guys from the Michigan here we see regularly, but there's a lot of names out there that we don't get to see. Yeah, that we kind of have to put on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah, I, I actually I'm kind of looking forward to you know in the spring May or first weekend of May, the Michigan Tractor Puller Association has their 
uh, Farm Fest poll down at Saline on that Saturday. I've been to it a couple times in the past. Really great time. Twin tracks, near pass sleds. A lot of the guys from the Michigan and near Ohio, Indiana, a couple of the Ontario guys have been there in years past. Great outdoor poll. Not any TPA rules, but the clo- the rule they're close. Very similar. Very similar. They'll mix in some some pro farm, hot farm, and really, if you want to make a test lap, we've had super farms show up. We've had some trucks show up in years past too. Just a great fun poll from everybody. Really I've good time. Up. Really laid back. And There's some be, jackpots in there. Chance for you to win some cash too. So this will be my first time going. I know we've talked about what yeah. polls we want to hit. I know we got numbers set in our heads on what how many events we want i need hit, a couple so. more my schedule stands right now at 29 days of announcing i need some more <laughs> <laughs> what was my last year was 33 for me so i kind of set the bar just a little higher at 35 events yeah. and unfortunately with talmage not being there this year uh louisville took the place of that so i'll kind probably, of cancel each other out kind of wish i would have got another one in I th- march i think my summer i'll probably wind up attending between 35 and 40 but i want to get the announcing right at 30 so i need one more one more. So that's it about it for the news. Uh, we do have some some birthdays and some some things we do and need to, some serious well, stuff we'll uh, touch on. We always touch on our serious stuff first because yeah. uh, the birthdays are always a nice uh, flavor change, so to speak. But uh, fortunately, no obituaries to talk about this week. Once again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for everybody for staying alive. Right. <laughs> If you have somebody who passed away involved with your club or has been very involved with the sport and you want them highlighted, please get a hold of us at AP at sidetrackpolling.com or on our Facebook page, Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. You know, we, we're a big polling family. I say this every week. Mm-hmm. And everybody deserves their uh, due time and in the spotlight. And uh, get a hold of us. Send us a little message, you know, we'll chat back and forth, get a little story built up, and we can share the loss, yeah. you know, across sport. Every puller gone is one that, you know, hits everybody at home. So definitely uh, get a hold of us once again, AP at sidetrackpulling.com or sidetrack with Armstead and Post. Shoot us a message. We're really good on replying. I know if I don't get at you right away, Charles does. So Within three minutes, I think, is what our number is right now, according so, to so it Pages says. Manager. So it says. We do have something a little serious to talk about, though. Let's throw it in right there. A couple things. couple things. Uh, first one, let's go with something a little more distant. Uh, I haven't heard any outcome yet. No. But very disappointing or very uh, concerning news coming from us. From the King of Smoke, Mr. Edson Lane uh, had some blockage in his intestines, turned out to be cancerous, um, was in surgery today. Uh, today to being Wednesday. Rectify, we record yeah, Wednesday, on Wednesday. Sorry. This comes out on Thursday. Yes, this will be today. Thursday. So on Wednesday, it was uh, he went in surgery to rectify that issue. And uh, I know everybody's anxiously holding their breath on a guy who's a great ambassador to the sport, not to mention yeah. just an amazing icon. Um, prayers to you, Edson. Um, Delphi, you listen to the show. I hope you do, but, or if um, you, and if you do, I hope it's not this week. Just rest, man. <laughs> right. Um, prayers to him. If you guys, I don't care if you're religious or not, even just say, Hey, I hope the best for you, buddy in your head. You know, I'm not a very religious fellow, you know, just, just send him some good thoughts, some good wishes. 
because we don't wish this upon anybody. No. So. Cancer some nasty, nasty stuff, and, and that takes us to our, our second one that we got to touch on. And, and again, it, it is a cancer kind of thing and, and a shock and something that somebody really does not deserve. Um, if you pull diesel trucks, you know the name Tony Burkhardt and, and, and Dirty Hooker Diesel here in Harbor Beach, Michigan. Last week, his son, uh, Tyler, was uh, diagnosed with, and I want to get this right so I, so I don't screw this up, um, nodular sclerosis classical hodgkin's lymphoma it's it's a blood cancer um he is undergoing treatments at university of michigan hospital in ann arbor i understand that he's not in any pain uh, just just really tired and quite frankly really bored as you'd expect a 17 year old kid to be um, the family definitely needs your support in getting through this um, it, it sounds like it's a form of cancer that's that's very curable he will beat this he will be okay but there's gofundmes set up to support the Burkhardt family, we've put it on our sidetracked uh, Facebook yep, page. Absolutely, I encourage you to, to support that family. And going along with that, um, Tyler Tyler plays for the hockey team up there in Harbor Beach, and his teammate Blake Pawlowski, very good was friend of his, a good friend of his, was diagnosed with the exact same thing a week prior. And there's GoFundMe's out there for Blake as well. So please check that out. Good kids, we know Tyler. He's at yes. the polls with his dad. Good kid, doesn't deserve this. But it happened. No, no kid deserves this. No period. kid, de- no kid deserves this. He, but he will. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. But uh, yeah. thoughts and prayers are always welcome. Yeah, thoughts and prayers welcome. And the Burkhardt family certainly needs our support here and here in East Michigan and abroad as well. I know he's done a lot of good for a lot of pullers, uh, especially if you're a Duramax driver. So um, get behind those guys, please, please, please. Absolutely. So with that, let's roll into birthdays yeah i would sing happy birthday to you but it's not pretty so we'll just no singing about you so first one out of the gate i know you probably got a lot of the same ones but one for me southwestern ontario tractor pullers kathy mcneil happy birthday t- today thursday yeah today thursday does a lot of photography work. Uh, I think she's she handles the website for them. And uh, she doesn't handle the website, no? okay. but I do believe past secretary for the... De- yeah, I know for sure she was past secretary. Past for them, secretary yeah. for Southwestern Ontario. There at every event. Great gal. Love her to death. Happy birthday to you, Kathy. And then uh, tomorrow, April Fool's Day. Do we have to talk about this guy? I don't know who you got. He spreads a lot of crap around. Oh, <laughs> I I still had one more for, for today. Oh, you got one more for today. Who do you got? A man who sells a lot of parts and drives a lot of different pulling vehicles from the Mayville area. Man, you know, affectionately by the nickname of Muffy. Mr. Jim Martell is 49 today. Oh, I, I don't have Muffy on Facebook. So happy birthday, Muffy. Guy, long time in the sport. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got some cool videos coming for you guys of... Uh, the Lapeer bunch pulling modifieds back uh, back in the late eighties. Hired gun for Terry Joe Stock and uh, main run for now. both Joe Stock yeah. guys. So he, he is now, but we got some stuff back on his own iron with uh, iron block four fifty fours with eight seventy ones on it coming for you. There's there was one clip up. I got a bunch more. Cool. Next one tomorrow, Friday, April first, April Fool's Day. Mister Crapman himself, Rocky Boovaret. Yeah, we're going to throw his age out there. Turning 39 April 1st. Uh, Happy birthday, Rocky. 
Another great puller out there for thumb tractor pullers. Uh, who else we got coming up here? If I talk into my mic, that helps too. See, I've only got through Tuesdays, so let me figure out how to get through. Oh, they just want to. Sh- you got to love Facebook updates. They just mess with everything. Yeah, they do. Well, on Monday, we've got uh, West Michigan Light Limited Super Stock Driver, Mr. Tim Rydall. As See, I his don't birthday have uh, on Monday. Any of the Rydall clan yet. On Tuesday, legendary mechanic behind the Mission Impossible, William Bibbs Giberson is 56. Gibby? Yeah. And on Wednesday, a man who's going to be helping us out here shortly from across the river, Richard Bonneau. His yes. On Wednesday. Happy birthday, Richard. Great guy over there. Um, you're going to see some stuff. Actually, we've seen a glimpse of his stuff yep. with our newest campaign flyer. Thank you, Richard, for that. Um, let's see here. The 6th. What day is the 6th? I can't. I need a calendar. 6th would be Wednesday. Yes. Mr. Matt Marsh. Is he videoing us again? No. But no, uh, happy birthday, Mr. Matt Marsh. Um, I will not. I'll be nice to not say his age, but uh, owner of uh, Marsh Sled Rentals. and uh, He's 57 again. <laughs> don't think Matt's quite that old, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> Also pilot of, uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his two-wheel drive? T-Bucket, it's up for sale. Anger Management. Anger Management, thank you. Uh, One of the many members of the Marsh family, heavily involved with Southwestern Ontario Tractor Pullers. So happy birthday to him. April, great month. Great, great month. You know that April is an awesome month. So, uh, hey, late breaking news on the cancer front. We see Harold Card, photographer out of... uh the eastern part of the United States just came out of uh, surgery and says it hurts like hell, but uh, he's feeling good. So good for you, sir. Good deal. Great to hear. Well, that wraps up the birthday. Also with birthdays, if you got a birthday, we don't have you on Facebook. You want somebody's birthday highlighted, a special birthday, get a hold of us at AP at SidetrackPulling.com or at Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh on Facebook. Make sure you get a hold of us. Let us know whose birthday it is. And if you want us to make a super big deal about it for a 12-pack of beer, I'm sure we can do that for you. So with that, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back to you in a minute with Mr. Bob DeBerg, president of NATPA. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh here on the Pulling Radio Network. Joining us now on our lines is the president of the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association, Mr. Bob DeBerg. Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Gentlemen? Wow. Gentlemen? Wow. Where? None Have in this you not one. listened to the show? <laughs> oh, this is those other guys. Sorry, I was, I was waiting for the other station to call. Yeah, how are you guys doing? 
Oh, we're doing pretty good. How's things out your way? Real good. The weather's kind of rainy and spitty, but I think we'll make it. So. Yeah, that's heading our way pretty quick here. So. Mm-hmm. So what we're here to talk about today is the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association, a great club out there, and a lot of changes have happened with the club and really has revived the club from, honestly, what I feel would be a brink of oblivion just because of stagnant thought processes and things like that. And uh, one class that's kind of fallen away, and we'll get into this here shortly after you introduce yourself, is the Division okay. 5 class. I know numbers are down severely in that class. Something needs to be done, and there's been a lot of good thought processes put forward Indeed. on what needs to happen. But we'll get into that in a minute. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Bob, your uh, start in polling, and uh, how you got to be the president. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm broke because I spent a lot of money on telling people saying nice things about me, but I'm here. <laughs> you know, um, basically, guys, I started, I was in high school, and I uh, had a good friend of ours go through a divorce in about 78, and he collected international tractors. Good man. And we good got man. an old f Got an old F20, put four-inch pistons in it with 28-inch rubber. Well, that ain't getting it, so by God, we went nuts. We bought a pair of 1236 Wards tires, and oh, my God, we're uptown then. <laughs> and he's like, too, you guys should start pulling. So I started pulling with a 32 regular, and my brother had a 36 F20. And it's kind of neat because they both came off of a Harry Heisler farm, and we bought them at an estate sale. And, uh, see, Harry Heisler was originally from Hudson, Iowa, and his the boys, after the father died, they moved to Dyke, Iowa, where I was originally born and raised. And my brother actually went to school with them. So that's kind of neat there. Hey, if you're from no, Dyke, if you're from, I got to stop you for a second. If you're from Dyke, Iowa, do you know a guy by the name of Mark Hyman? Yes. Mark and I are good friends online. We're both big McCullough Chainsaw guys. He is the guru of McCullough Saws. Yes, I've heard that. My brother, in fact, said the other day he met him. So Yeah, good guy. Interesting. Yep. Small yep, world. Very much so. Very small world. Yeah, you, when you mention the word dyke, you can't be too proud. It's hard to get a date for prom. I'll just put it that, <laughs> that must explain why Mark works all over the planet and never at home. <laughs> yeah, never at home. You know, Where are you from, dyke? Yeah, it's always good in the newspapers. The dyke girls win championship, but then i got to explain what it actually meant. <laughs> But no, we uh, started a little club, the Hawkeye Antique Club, and uh, we started getting into uh, John Deere A's, and then we built a G, and then went from there on. Then I moved, uh, about 86, I uh, went to the police academy here, and some of my buddies moved to Dallas, so I moved down there, and I was a cop for seven and a half years down there. Uh, Father got sick, so I came to help on the family farm. He died, and then also my mom got a gun off disease, so I just kind of stuck around here, and then got back into tractor pulling. Man, you've uh, definitely had a whirlwind trip uh, back up to the top of the NATPA. I mean, you must be proud there, all the perks and, uh, you know, Air Force One for you and all that good stuff to get to all these polls. Letterhead. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can see who I associate with on Facebook, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, but that's that's probably not a positive thing to say right now, but. <laughs> No, you are in a re-election campaign, you know, so. Well, you accepted our friend request, so I'm screwed right there. There you go. No, first off, guys, I would. I'd like to really thank you guys for what you guys are doing for the support of Tractor Poland and your support with our NATPA. Really 
really, really like it. Uh, we're, we wouldn't be anywhere else. You know, we, we have every intention of being back next fall for, for number 12 at the Great Lakes Classic, and you guys are a big part of that right. too. So Absolutely. You guys have treated us amazingly. A lot of great friendships have come out of it. And, uh, nope, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Every time we always have a blast, whether it's hiding a four-wheel on a rolling packer or on a sled. So <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that happens once in a while. I don't know. We keep telling Gary Heberling he's got to get that four-wheeler checked out because it's got a mind of its own. But Oh, that thing just rolls all over the place. <laughs> We're going to put it in the rafters this year. Yeah, probably. There you go. <laughs> so, nope, you guys have a lot of fun up there, and we appreciate you guys yeah. inviting us up all the time. Uh, you got to have fun. If you don't, you're uh, worthless in life. So There you go. So let's get a little serious here. Division 5, oh, my God, have the forums lit up about this in the past two three weeks yes yes i have and you've taken a lot of flack sir as far as i feel and this is the opinion of andrew armstead on sidetracked a lot of undue flack to your part uh, as far as uh what you suggested and uh i i don't understand the idiocy out there by a lot of these people but uh yeah, definitely got to breathe some life in this class. I mean, numbers are down extremely. I think uh, we went to, what was it, Charles? We went to Mason and then and Shiawassee. And I believe the only people we had was uh, Brad Begeman pulling um, his Oliver and his uh, Moline. That was the I only think, Division Five tractors and, we had. And Jody Barber, I think, were the ones Barber. that I saw. And yeah. I, yeah, Dodges didn't come out this year. They have in the past. But that was about the extent of it. But before we get into the minutiae of it i really think people need to understand and hear freight from you how the association and the, and the club works as far as setting these rules this isn't a mandate from you it can't come from you no i have no say so basically whatsoever i might have an opinion but i really can't i can voice my opinion but that's as far as it gets it's, it's definitely it's a paid members we get together every year and the rules are set for a three-year period and after that three-year period they come up for a vote and then we leave it up to the members to decide if they want to do any changes or leave it the way it is or any suggestions that might improve the division. And, it, and it's a simple... And like you say, I've, I've been getting a lot of phone calls and stuff. I had one guy talk to me for 20 minutes, and after I got done talking and had my ear bleeding, oh, I don't have a tractor. I just, I, this is my opinion. Oh, well, thanks for your call. Right. And it's and it's a simple uh, up or down, down vote, right? Simple majority of the membership. Yes, Absolutely. Basically, all I do is once it's been clarified, we write it down and I enforce it for three years. That's that's what my position is. Yep, couldn't be said better. And then following on from that, going into the specifics of Division Five, you have been accused of unfairly and incorrectly, unfact, you know, factually in, inaccurate stuff. What are you talking stuff. about? He's got a red diamond motor and a four, five, that's, six. That's four, where I was going to go. There's been some people leveling a finger at you of self-interest, and their facts aren't even straight. So I want you to clear the air right here on our airwaves. Okay, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to keep his mouth shut. By God. <laughs> No, I. Uh, we didn't I, get the payoff. Sorry. Four years, my 460, because well, basically there's nobody to pull against. If there was, there was one person. I didn't feel like driving eight, nine hundred miles to pull against myself or one other person. So I parked it. Well, we've had some local pulls here in uh, Waterloo, Iowa, and also at Sigourney, Iowa, had a pull that brought the old girl out. And uh, it's a 301 with a truck head. Uh, it's 471 cubes. 
Uh, and it's Holy pretty crap, damn hard, you've got you that damn thing stretched. And uh, then the minute I pulled it, yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that's why the Berg's changing all the rules because he's run must have an R&D motor in it. You, hold so on. That's where that Let's... all got started, and one guy jumped all over me on the phone. That's why I had to put stuff on Facebook going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, guy. Well, well then after I talked to him, explained myself in a nice manner, you might say. <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, then, yeah, you're all right. You sound like a pretty straight guy. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to be. Well, no, I've never had a 501RD, and I probably never will. I got to put Drew. I, I got to put Drew back in his chair after the number you just I dropped gotta, out of a 301. I, we got to step. You got a 301 out of 471 cubes. Uh, 4.17 by five and three quarters. We're gonna talk in Mason. D- Drew, okay. you, yeah, you, you were really. Yeah, you struck a nerve. It's, I just the years ago they used to nickname me Big Motors. Well, that's kind of why because I usually go a little bit bigger than I really should, and usually I, runs into trouble. But. I'm a 301 guy. I've yeah, we'll we'll talk in Mason. Huge, <laughs> sounds we, good, sir. We we have a title for it. We call it Huge by Large. The project for my 460, which as of next year I'm legal for Division Three. Yes, finally, absolutely, I... finally. Yep, that, that's another thing that we changed. It used to be 57 and older for uh, Division three and four, and I'm like, why don't we just have it all the years, 59 and older for all divisions? It makes it just so much simpler. And you know what? That's something, honestly, I, I, I will still argue is uh, the age. It's still a little too restrictive because you're getting oh, into a new generation of pullers who the 57 and older tractors were already retired sitting on the sideline of the farm and the tractors that are, you know, I think you could bump that age up to 65 and under and uh, point blank, just do a horsepower base horsepower restriction of 65 horse and under. Like I know thumb does that and it works out quite well. Well, I had a good friend of mine collects John Deere tractors and his grandson came out one day and he goes, grandpa, I want to drive the old John Deere. Well, he immediately went up to the unstyled G. He goes, no, 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 the, that, that one over there. He says, the 4440? He goes, yeah, the old antique deer. <laughs> well, in his eyes, that wouldn't be an old tracker. Kids these days. And honestly, exactly. I, I I love the guys that pull NATPA, but I think a lot of them are failing to realize what is an old tractor to them is not an old tractor to the newer generation that's going to carry on. The club in future oh, absolutely. years. Well, it's just even back, you go back to hot rods. It was hot to have a Model A, then it was a 30 Ford, and then it went to a 40s, and then a 55 Chevy. Well, now the hot thing is mid year 70 cars. It just goes with the generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably. Keep with the times. That's probably true, I think, but I also think that, that too much change too fast is maybe a bad thing. I, I'm good at the 59 and draw the line there for now. Maybe. Uh, basically, it's going to happen someday, but I'm kind of like, will. I'm just not quite ready for it yet. But yeah, it I'm will not either. Sometime. Yeah, I'm not ready to go there now either. I think there's enough change on on the horizon that okay, we look at we look at a 65 uh, model year line maybe five years out, but but not now. No, and honestly, mm-hmm. I think the bumping the year up in the Division Three class, which let's face it, is probably the most popular class out there. Oh, close, close number two is Division Two T, at least mm-hmm. this side of the border, but or the river. But uh, you know, Division Three is where a lot of guys are at because you can do a lot with the motors. And yeah, the fifty nine rule was needed because point blank, I am sick and tired of farm all M's. 
and I'm a red guy. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that going to the 59, you know, yeah, it lets the 60 series in, but are you really going to see them do anything or dominating in terms of chassis balance versus the shorter M's? I don't think so. Otherwise, we would have seen 400s and 450s doing it already. All right, Bob, we'll be back in a minute here. I got to go take my partner out back and kick his ass, but that's beside All the right. point. Do it. Get it done. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> better, I've got you probably better... 100 plus pounds on him. Boy, it's not a problem. That's that escalated quick. All right, fellas. You better pack you a lunch. really got out of hand fast. I'm a fat guy. Of course I got a lunch packed with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So, Division 5, what do we got on the horizons for that right now? What are you seeing as far as proposals? Well, I tell you one thing, I've been kind of surprised at talking to a lot of the two-cylinder John Deere guys, and they're totally against the 4010s, 61 and older. And I can see why, because they got so much time invested finally in these two-cylinders to make them run. You know, why do they want to throw that off in the corner and start all over in a whole different project? So. Are they looking, uh, are they looking the, at the 61? The majority of what I'm getting, guys, is the... Uh, they like the speed limit, probably about 12 mile an hour. Being our tracks are all about 150 foot, and they just don't want to see go crazy and run into the wall or hit somebody. And if we do go crazy on these motor rules, that maybe we should put an RPM limit on it. I can agree with that. Honestly, I think uh, like a 3,000 RPM limit would be the max, and I hope for the John Deere two-cylinder guys – God, I hope I don't hear Ramos turning freaking three thousand RPM. Hey, honestly, if yeah. they if they my got, ears can't handle that. It, well, if <laughs> you know what, we know some people who who have we know some people who did it back in the nineties when it was taboo and did it anyway, and it lived right. whatever. Yeah, it's really it is really dangerous. But if somebody's going to step up the investment and do. We had this argument several weeks ago on this very show, and I advocated, hey, if it's a 3000 across the board, and that includes the two-cylinder guys, if you're going to put the billet stuff and do SFI stuff in your clutch and flywheel, I don't care. Go ahead. Let me hear that thing scream. Like, no, I, they're willing, like you say, to make billet parts and cages and blankets and the whole nine yards. I guess we don't have a choice. Yeah, go ahead and let them run. I, one of the proposals was, let everybody run three grand, but leave them still at 30% or shut it off at like a... Uh, 15 or 1600 rpm limit for the two cylinders well my only thing i'd like to see done is that ramels and huey has to put mufflers on their tractors because <laughs> god them tractors are obnoxious <laughs> they live out of bang don't they yeah but those two and tom tom chapman oh my god my hold on if i concentrate real close yeah, yeah, I can still hear it echoing in my ear right now for Mason, so we're good there. <laughs> and like you say, the, you know, hats off to those guys, uh, the Shellum boys, Josh, all those guys. They've, they've come to the program, and they've done their homework, and they've brought new life into them. It seems like every they two did. years, another modeler make tractor all of a sudden comes back to life again. That seems like this year was the John Deere's. It for sure oh, did, absolutely. yeah. I'll agree with that. But what are you hearing? Pretty impressive. As far as, you know, back to the Division 5 and the specifics, what are you hearing and, and what are their proposals looking like in terms of latitude on replacement blocks? Uh, you got four hours? Um, we got all night, Bob. Hey, okay. Uh, the big issue I see and what guys or questions are, too, and they're legit, okay, we're going to let the R&D motors run in the 460s, 560s, fine. Not a problem whatsoever. What are you going to do with the other make and models? And probably the Oliver is the worst because, you know, where do you start and stop? You got Waukesha, Detroit, Perkins, Detroit, 
uh, Minneapolis Moline Motors and Olivers. I mean, it Cum- goes on and Cummins. on. Hercules. You know, where do you where do you stop at this? Do you let H Farmers run W nine Motors? I, I I don't have the answer for that. That's the only problem I really see with this is where do you put the restrictions at? Do you let them go completely nuts, or do we put a thing so no, we better only allow so many cubes or so many R's or so many up to a certain year you can only run that motor? And and immediately what I get to is the guys are, you know, like a 5.1 is really a truck motor, not a tractor motor. So why are we even going to allow them? Well, because there was 30, 40 guys out there knocking on the door saying, hey, if you guys do this, we won't pull with you. And, and it's kind of hard to defend myself when I got one guy in the class. So that's we got to do something. Very valid point. And I guess I would say to the guys who make the argument that it's a truck engine, and why are we going to allow it? Let's stick to tractor motors. Okay. I'll put in a 466. Exactly. And again, I'd much rather build a 466 than a damn 501. At least I can get bearings for that. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I and I've having having been inside a certain uh, Illinois Pullers 466 when it was still sitting on the pallet at a shop around here. Yeah, I know how stupid those can get too. <laughs> oh well, dear I, God! I talked yes. to a good friend of mine uh, was sitting with a friend down south on the dyno. It's a 466 on alcohol. Uh, at 3,500 RPM, it had 700 horse and 1,200 pounds torque with 794 cubes. Oh, only 700. Yeah, and that's with a cam that's not set for that at three grand 3,500. It's a buzzer. So, again, how are we going to control that with 150 feet? God, does right. that motor number sound familiar? It's familiar, but I saw one. I had my head in one that was. I know. That had started with a, started with a I nine. Know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, that if we went that route, you know, maybe my 461 have a 501, but like you say, it might have an 800 cubic inch 466 if they want to go that route. That's probably what I won't do, but I'm just saying that if we open that up, that's some of the motors that people don't think about that could be put in. Well, then you get to another point there is where do you go as far as fuels? Do you allow turbos on the diesels? Do you allow the alcohol in? Do you stick with just high test race fuel i mean i don't think so stay gas stay gas i think too it opens a whole new ball game you're gonna have to have better sleds you're gonna have to have a vent system and you know the price just goes up and up and you'll you'll price yourself out of a tractor pull plus i think you really you really push yourself out of the safety of the venue too yep and then you have to police what kind of pumps are legal what did they do to it and you know it's endless especially with turbos Oh, absolutely. That It opens a whole can of worms. And you look at, you know, you have your local clubs and things like that where, you know, you can find a diesel class or things like that. Where do you say enough is enough on this club where, okay, you got to have that break before the next step? And I think people are losing sight of that on this whole thing is there has to be some restrictions put in because... Yeah, you can run hog wild, but maybe there's a point for another club to take that hog wild class. Well, again, and a lot of guys are basing everything off of Tunica, Mississippi, which I'll never dog. It's a hell of a nice pull. I had a ball down there. Wonderful people, great pull. It was great. It's a different kind of tractor pull than what we do. Wholly, completely different. So we're basically trying to adjust to those tractors to pull with us with our very strict rules, and it's kind of... 
you know, there's some old members are going, eh, I don't know, why do we have to adjust to their rules? What we got is what we got. So why don't they adjust to our rules what we have now? A lot of the guys did. So I'm kind of in the middle going, yeah, but no, but yeah. yeah. You know, everybody's got a valid point. They do have a valid point, and but I, I guess I would, I, at the end of the day, numbers don't lie. If you're looking at going to exactly. places like, like Tunica or, or Richmond, Kentucky or White Pine, Tennessee, and you're seeing a 12-mile power class where you got 15 or 20 tractors, and at our shows where you got one, maybe. Yeah, one, so maybe two. Clearly, clearly things are broken. Yes, absolutely. There, there's a need for a change. I mean, it's just like a... You know, bless our heart, we got a nice little church here, a local church, but all the big members stuff, they're all dying off. And it's like, we need to do something different here. We won't have a church anymore. So it's like, what do you do? You have to come up with different ideas, different viewpoints, and might have to let a little rock and roll band come in here and praise Jesus. I mean, you know, you got to be a little bit open-minded in some of that stuff. And right now, some people are like, no, I'm not going to be that way. Well, I don't know what else to tell you. Is there a legitimate proposal on the table right now for 12 miles per hour, or, or are we looking at... Or is that a separate argument within the rule struct within the engine structure to, to hold it at twelve or just go open and, and let let the horses run? Well again, that's something we'll have to decide on April seventh with the members what they want to do, but a majority of the people that have sent suggestions seems like that three thousand RPM and twelve mile an hour is the first thing out of their mouth. Just about everybody okay. is real happy with that. Okay. Well the, let's... Then at the other hand this is once you leave it at thirty percent the way it is. And if they put a 5.1 and a 5.60, they got to run the 30% over what a 5.60 model would have, but they still can run 12 miles an hour. Well, even at 30% on a 5.60 with a 5.01, you're still turning. Yeah, 25.75. Yeah, you're still turning stupid RPM. Right. And some guy suggested let the back the uh, 6.60 RPM back, which gets real stupid. You know, I'm sorry, but I kept my mouth shut on the forums, but there were some people just getting downright stupid. And you were taking some abuse you absolutely did not deserve because, you know what, you put it out there right off the get via whether it was in, the you know, your uh, column in the Hook magazine every month or your activeness out in the multiple antique forums out there on Facebook I'm sure probably posts on YT Mag, things like that, you know, other forums out there that I'm not cur currently active in. Y you were out there, you were absolutely campaigning, trying to do something with this. But it seemed like you got blindsided at the last minute on this, you know, so to speak, the last month with people just getting downright stupid about it. And well, that's why I even did all that with the Hook magazine. I thought, well, this guy's, you know, this will give you ample time, almost a month, to decide, you know, here's what's been put on the table, take a look at it, and, you know, see what you think. Is it stupid? Okay, fine. If you think it'll work, well, great. And I know you sent Charles and I stuff, what was it, over a month ago? Yeah, easily, yeah. Easily. Some yeah. rough ideas on rules. And I was looking through, and I'm going, you know what? You got valid points with every idea put forth. And... You know, it, I, I'm at a loss for words on why people are bitching so much because there's a lot of avenues to pursue here. Why do you have to be so close-minded with it? Well, I got a guy, he, I talked to him for about an hour. He's got a 560 with a 501, and he explained in detail how stupid it is to let me pull his tractor, and then within the same breath, God, I'd like to pull with you guys. 
but that's bull that you're letting me have that motor and that tractor. But boy, I sure like to pull it with you guys. Well, I, you know what? Okay. I, okay. You, In other words, your, your, your daughter's kind of pregnant. Either she is or she isn't. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. I, I, will not, I will not claim or deny anything revolving that pregnancy, so. <laughs> I, I got to wonder, but you, bring, you bring up a fantastic point when it comes to that. A lot of this seems to come back to the red tractor, specifically with the RD blocks, but, it, mm-hmm. but nobody bats a single eyelash when a Moline comes to the line with an irrigation motor. Yes, that jumps from 425 to 800 right off the bat. At least, um, at That's least. That's a pretty good increase before you even, like you say, get into it and bore and stroke it. All of a sudden, you went from 425 to 1,300 cubes, and everybody goes, boy, that thing pulls pretty good. Well, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I don't I don't necessarily get that aspect of it. We have within, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. The tractor's gorgeous. I love the thing. But Brad Begman with the, the, the temporary satisfaction G6, yeah, whatever, 1,300 cubic inch. Uh, within within an hour's drive of us, there's a case that's a thousand twenty seven cubic inch that stayed hidden the last several years. How are you going to compete with that? If you know if Schuster okay. brings that case back out, everybody in this state's dead meat. Yeah, and that's basically what happened. Brad did his homework. He spent the money, and it's yeah, it's a bad mofo. I mean, it's it's for real. I he came to our state fair, and I told my brother about it. He goes, Yeah, I know, antique tractor pulling da 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 da. He says, too, he says, that runs like a good old hard 1066 years ago with, a, you know, about 300 oars. It, it's for real. It is. And as like you say, when he pulled up in Michigan, he never even really got a chance to get into it because he had to shut it down before he hit the outside. So Yeah, yeah. he never loaded that motor once. No. No, it's for real. Great tractor. I love it, but I'd also love somebody to come along and even with three quarters of the power and hook the thing up and – Challenge him for God's sake. Keep him honest. Well, the talk was when he first put it together, they had a pull in Illinois at the, their local fair. They had some uh, hot farm and super stock there, and Brad goes, "Can I pull after you guys get done, just for an exhibition, for the heck of it?" They checked. Yeah, he had the same safety equipment. Yeah, go ahead. Um, he went the same speed and put thirty feet on him. Yeah. Jesus and when they got Christ. done, they go, "We didn't have a clue what you had. Knowing that, we wouldn't let you pull." No, hats off to Brad and Shipman. That thing it, it runs. It really yeah, does. I take I take nothing away from the guys. I'm not I'm not putting them in the crosshairs by any means. But their stuff's oh, legal. No. It's le- but it's legal. What are you going to do to help the red, the the other green? Well, both greens, uh, the orange. Any Honestly, color you could my name. thoughts on this is the orange and the blue guys are really going to get shortchanged. Ford and Alice has got nothing. they got nothing they can even come into this with. They just don't. No, they don't really have a big motor. They just pop in. No, nothing. There's nothing. Okay, you allow a 301 block in, let's say. Yeah, let, let them put a, you know, an XT block into something into a D17 or whatever. Okay. Still, you aren't going to get close. Where are you going to get... stretch that 301 to? Yeah. You can't. There's no room internally. Mm-mm. No, we're not talking 600 cubes like the other motors can do right no. off the bat. No, so, yeah, they can't go much over 301. I know it. You know, and I had a call on that about that's been brought up several times. Can we run like a Gleaner combine motor, like a 292 Chevy? Yes, oh, I was going to get do into that. that. Once you run a 318 Mopar, they're in uh, Gleaner combine. This is, but the trouble is, if you do that, I'll take a 44 Massey and stick a 327 350 Chevy in it because they ran those in matching combine. So again, there where you do you start and stop? Yeah, and that's the trick. And I, I guess I don't have it's I don't have an easy answer for it. It's I, 
I, I, I'm not going to say I don't envy you because it has nothing to do with you. I don't envy the membership who has to be there on Thursday night next week. Thank goodness we are going to be there in time for the meeting. We're going to we'll be, be there yeah. to have a beer with you. We'll get a hold of you, Bob, and we'll let you know where the hell we're drinking at. We're going to be there oh, Thursday night. We're going to be hiding in the corner with you guys drinking the beer going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We, you, know you know what? what? The way this rule is going to go. I was just going to say, we're not going to be able to leave till 8 o'clock anyway, so... By the yeah. time we get out there with how this room meeting is going, we'll be there plenty of time. Yeah, to the we're, we're, we're stuck over here we're because of work. Here. Oh, here he comes up. Look, you guys. We're stuck over here no, because of work, of but it'll is, be. I want to be everybody mature about this situation when we yeah. start voting on Division 5. If you raise up your little hand, remember what you're going to say and be tactful about it. I don't want to yell and screaming or be there till 2 in the morning. And I hate to say it, if it gets too nuts and crazy, we might stand up and say, boys, we're done. We're going to leave it the way it is because you guys are getting way out of hand. That happened once before and we had to do that, and I don't want to do it again. I hope it doesn't go there. And, and for all you guys listening out there, yeah, please just maintain your decorum. We're adults. It's, you have yeah. to be an adult to pull NATPA. Yeah. And again, for God's sakes, just don't think about you and your tractor. There's a lot of other makes and models out there that are, can do the same thing or even more so. So... Think about what you say before you address it. Yeah, self-interest has no no place in meetings like this. I hate it when, when somebody's mind can't get beyond their own bumpers or their own weight brackets. And Yeah, you're right on that one. We turn into a bunch yeah, of And then the next pullers. year they go and it's like, well, hey, 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 how come he's got that motor in that? Well, hello. See, we ran this years ago with Hudson and uh, Josh Hanna with the 501s and the W40s. Everybody was mad because they basically never thought of it before. Yeah, yeah. Then these guys come out and wax everybody and go, oh, my God, that's pretty neat. So that so, yeah, actually, I, that's... I wish I had an answer, guys, but I, I really don't. I mean, I got my own opinions on stuff, but it's like it can go either way. And I just hope it's realistic, especially even the guys that have pulled with NATP every 20 years. I mean, you got to think about them, too, that have paid the dues of the money that want to stay pulling those classes. You know, I can't throw them under the bridge either. Oh, absolutely. No, you can't, but it's still a rules meeting and it's everybody's just one vote and you, you I'm sorry, you can't you cannot cater to that. It's everybody's got to raise their hand or or sit on it. It's one or the other. Well, I don't want to sound nasty because those guys are very good friends of mine, but we have to do something different. Yeah, uh, I know yeah. they're getting tired of hauling the tractor to pull against themselves and well, you know, you might as well give them their jacket before the season even starts because you know who's going to get it. Yeah. And that, that's foolish. And I agree with you. It's nothing against. It's not personal. It's certainly not personal. I hope nobody takes it that way. But you know, yeah, right. it's, you do your hands up or it's down. Exactly. Well, let's, and I guess when we're all said and done, we're gonna have to live with it and move on. Well, we'll take. We'll, we'll that's take it for Division Five. I do have to ask you before we before we go to break. One other thing on the rules specific specifically. Division Four. Do we have a feel for where that's going to shake out? Is it going to be eight mile per hour or open? Uh, basically, what I want to do is after the meeting is completely over with, I want to get all the Division Four guys together, explain to them the numbers. Here's what we got for numbers and stuff, and more than likely, yeah, it'll probably be the eight mile an hour. Fair enough. Because if you guys have seen too, I again we have one or two tractors still pulling the open, and then the other guys we have eight to twenty tractors yeah. in the class compared to what we used to have in the past. And it totally and that's we revitalized that deal. That's for sure. And, and, again, that's what we might have to do with this Division 5 to equal the odds for money and stuff. If we lower the speed limit to 12 miles an hour, well, you're not going to have the guy with the most money when that can go the fastest. So Don't disagree. Maybe that will help govern it. So, well, Bob, let's take a break here. Um, when we get back, I do want to get into Division 2T. There is, they're up for vote, too. 
And there's something a little different with them as compared to the other classes. So I kind of want to talk with you on what's going on there. But we're going to take a break here. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Your Radio Network. Hey fans, Jeremy Krieger here to talk to you about truck and tractor pulling from a fan's point of view. One of the foremost publications on Facebook that's all about pulling 24-7. Truck and tractor pulling from a fan's point of view. Brought to you by Jamie Darbro, one of the biggest pulling fans on the planet. Check out his page at www.facebook.com forward slash truck tractor pulling from a fan's point of view. You'll be glad you did. And tell him Jeremy Krieger sent you. All right, and we're back. Uh, let's sidetrack with Armstead and Posh, if I can say that properly. I think you we can. had a couple beers. Mr. Bob DeBerg on the line here, still talking a little NT- NATPA action and still some topics to cover here. Um, main one that I have in my head, I don't know what you have planned, Charles. Uh, up for vote. I know you have nothing in your head. That's beside the point. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? It's an excellent radio show. You should all be listening. This is amazing. This is golden. We are crap. <laughs> but uh, most compelling forum of communication known to man. So, Bob, I know uh, Division Two T very popular here east of the Mississippi. Uh, a class that is unique to NATPA and one major aspect. The rules for the class have always been controlled by the NATPA board. They are up for vote here uh, this year. And uh, what's going on with that? Are we going to see the board relinquish a little control on that, turn over to the pollers, or is it going to stay kind of as is, where is? Well, sir, um, basically in Ohio, we took a, we asked the guys, do you want to have control of the Division Two T cut, or do you want the board to continue? Uh, the guys, majority raised their hands, says, no, we want to vote on it. And then it was never second is the problem. We looked over the minutes several times, and we cannot find anybody that second the motion. Robert's Rules of Order so, will get you every stinking time. Yeah. In other words, it was quite obvious. Everybody, do you want to vote on this? Yeah. Everybody raised their hand, and that's as far as it went. So, if you want to be technical, but I thought we voted on it myself, but that's my opinion. But, um, yeah, basically the board had a meeting in Princeton, Indiana. I apologize, I couldn't make that one. I was helping with a NCAA tournament, Division Three, up at my college where I work at. And uh, the board says what we're going to do with Division Two T is basically, boys, leave it alone because it's working so well. Everybody seems to be happy, and all the suggestions that were sent in basically said, for God's sakes, leave it alone. So that's that's basically what I was told. It was announced to Princeton that boys Two T, we're going to leave her alone. Which is really interesting. I mean, like I said, it's the only class that's still, uh, it, it was formed under board control and still is, but it is really taken off. I mean, the numbers the past two years here east of the Mississippi have just absolutely taken off. And uh, I don't know what's going on in the West as far as why the popularity hasn't taken off. I know Charles and I, we started out with an antique club. Uh, I know we talked to you prior about it. And uh, our main distinction between Division One, Division Two, was Division Two was a top cut class. Yeah, it so, just seemed to be it seemed to be culturally a thing here. It's an to to us it always came across as a natural progression. 
see, around my area, basically we had, uh, you'd have your stock class, no cut tires, period. <laughs> and then you got your cut class tires. Nothing in between, either full cut or nothing. Well, I think as time goes, goes on, a lot of guys have kind of, I know it's hard to believe tractor pullers would do this, but they would go ahead and lean their tires back a little bit and dress them up so it doesn't look like they were cut. And finally, they've reached a lot of these clubs around here and says, you know what, we'll just call it 2T. That way, if they want to kind of grind their tires back a little bit, we're going to let it go and no more arguing. And some clubs tried this last year, and it went over very well. The arguments about cut tires, non-cut tires stopped. So that's where that went with us. That seemed to be a lot of the But up to that point, no, we've never had a 2T around here, but now they've decided to. And like you say, the... The NATPA started that, and uh, I was even questionable about it because well, I wasn't familiar with it. We never had such a thing where I'm at. Oh, my God, like you say, it really took off, and everybody's enjoying themselves, and it gives some separation now between Division 2T and 3, so it's working out very, very well. seemed like a lot of the argument, and, and maybe you can comment on this too, was you know, the, the, a lot of the rules were very specific on no cutting, but road-worn was okay. Well, where... Again, we're back to the Division Five argument. Where's the line on that? Right. Yeah, it gets really hard to distinguish it. At it times. does. Yeah, a road worn tire. Yeah, I did a burnout a back tire. in the barnyard for three hours, but well, no, I, I was going down the road, uh, you know, pulling the planter to the next field. Yeah, yeah. Well, which which field? The one six right counties away? Of, uh, 15, 15 five field and roads, and the guy took it off. A, uh, he drove and tractor rides with it. And my God, you ought to see them. They're worn back beautiful, sharp as a tack. In fact, I even took several pictures, kind of like if I were to buy these, like, no, honestly, this is the way I bought them. And I think that's the reason why I haven't bought them is because they look like they've been cut. But they haven't. They've never been cut. They've only been used as a pulling tire. Cement pulling. Exactly. (laughs) Right? We had one guy guy did that. He says, well, they were cut, but it was a long time ago. Oh, Oh, all right. That makes it all right. Not. Yeah, then it's okay then. So but no, I, I'm really impressed how P2T's gone over, and I and again, it's one of those situations with that class. For God's sakes, let's not screw it up because it's a, it's a good thing. Leave it alone. And the majority of the people I talk to is very happy with leaving it alone. So. Seem to be, yeah, yeah. It's working. The numbers are growing. I I really would like to see a little more east to west competition with it. Um, a lot of us, we don't get to see the west side, you know, Charles and I, just due to geographical <laughs> location, but uh, definitely a really for the west, it's more Division One and Two. Yep. A lot I'm good. Of, uh, Division Two tractors off that I'm, way. I'm quite honestly good with that in terms of, you know, putting my promoter hat on with Crate Lakes Classic and what, what we're going to do at Mason the next weekend and, and in the future. The way the way we we've spent a lot of time looking at how we're going to divide classes and, and divisions across both tracks, and I know at Great Lakes Classic for a lot of years we did the old style up by weight, and it really kind of you know it's kind of graded on some pullers over the years, and we're looking at going to a divisional style like Mason does and a lot of other pulls do. I want the division four and five numbers to climb because it makes my job easier going to a divisional split versus the weight split. And see, that even at our local uh, pulls and fair pulls around here, we basically had to put four and five together because, again, there wasn't enough numbers. Yeah, we're really seeing a resurgence with four, and that helps a lot. It does. I mean, even look last year, you know, tw- as far as seasonal years go, the 2014-2015 season, Division Four was very, very, very stagnant. 
you yeah. know, you were seeing at that that point for East Poles, you had Gary Baker, you had Dyer Goosen, and uh, one other, and I'm drawing a blank on for who, what which division, division four, fifty five, six, sixty five. Oh, Alan Strang was in there oh, like a lot. That strange from Canada. Yeah, yep, Alan Strang. So yeah. I. A good a good year was six in the Division Four around here, and this year we had I think eight or nine at Great Lakes Classic. It, it, it was awesome. Really, the eight mile an hour speed limit really helped. Um, one thing I do want to touch on, I know I didn't have a chance to talk to you, Bob, is the Division Four. There were several options given to the pullers this year as far as RPM monitoring. That's a good the one. Tattletail yeah. tack. You know, you had the RPM module. You had the chance of getting. Uh, tacked at the very end of the pole and let's face the onboard boxes just haven't worked that well which i will point out which i will point out has not it's not a unique problem to natpa we try the same sort of technology here in the ttpa with a couple of classes and we fight it tooth and nail so it's not just you guys who are up against that and it's even worse guys those boards were never made that wasn't their purpose when they were made. No. They were basically set up, I believe, with a train system and irrigation motors to run at a certain speed, and that was it. They're not really made for what we're using them for. And it got to the point where we're using them as a scare tactic more than anything. And, uh, again, uh, us tractor pullers, they always seem a little way to cheat the boxes and stuff with cargo switches or magnets or, you know, as we all know, they all can be changed or and it's too much of a hassle to check the RPM of every tractor when they get done at the end because they're hot and they're, they could blow up and when the guy's checking it. And I don't really like that either. Yeah. One thing I'd like to maybe do, and it's, some guys think I'm nuts on this, but I thought it was a good idea. But isn't that always the way it is? You think you got a good idea? And everybody's like, uh, no, Bob. Um, basically, you know, take a uh, RPM gauge, hook the, the cable to the spark plug, run it back to the sled with a great big readout. There's your RPM. Everybody can see it but the driver, and it shows exactly what he's running for RPM down the track. I don't know why that can't work. I don't either, but some guys would know that's going to get caught in the tires. and No, no, it's not. Well, it doesn't now with but the freaking the extra hookup and the kill switch at the back. Why would this be different? That's a bullshit exactly. excuse. Exactly. Only this would be accurate. Exactly. I like that. That's the best suggestion I've heard yet. I really don't see how you can cheat that one compared to all the other methods. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm shame I'm not a member and I'm not going to be at the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's time yet. You can join that night. There's a lot of guys doing that. You don't have to fall into a time warp to get there on time. What are the membership dues? Uh, $800. Well, hell, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the, and that's the trouble, too, guys. Once they join, it's like, well, now you've joined for this year. You're going to have to pay your dues again if you want to do it again. I. There's going to be a lot of guys from different places coming up here to vote strictly for the Division 5, and I hope they're not completely disappointed when they get up here is what I'm kind of hoping on. So. I agree with you, but so I don't want to just... It's 60 or $65 a year, I believe. I don't want those guys discouraged, though. They need to show up. you got to be heard. you you got to be involved. To sit there and be on the outside taking the pot shots on social media and what have you, you know, that we, we had a rant on that two weeks ago that that, that puts the the onus of responsibility right back on your own shoulders for sounding like an idiot. Well, you do you don't accomplish anything. You no, just rant and raving and nothing gets done. You're not, you didn't do any or solve anything. Nope, if you don't. want to, your voice heard, you're going to have to show up for the meeting. Oh, absolutely. That's how it should be with anything. You know, I mean, 
I'm getting sick and tired of the guys posting, especially get on YT Mag or Fonda's board or whatever that posts anonymously. Or the guys, and yeah, I'm notorious for doing this. This is sidetrack. The Andy Taylors of the world that never have pulled any TPA but have the cure-all for everything involved with it. You know what? I mean, if you actually come to a poll and actually get to sit down and talk to the guys, you know, you, Bob, um, Steve, the one, you know, I've drawn I'm bad with bad last name. Steve, uh, one tech guy. Beckley. Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve Beckley. Beckley. Um, Jim Young, uh, John Faust, you know. You, you, you get to know the guys that are actually doing the, dis, you know, on the board, quote, unquote, making the decisions in your head. They're really not, you know, you guys are very easy to get along with, very easy to talk to, and all you guys want is for the best of the sport. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a lot of clubs and stuff, they just adapt our rules. So it's like, we better make a good showing here, guys, that we do follow the rules and regulations. There's times where we step on ourselves, too, and uh, do things that we shouldn't do. And for that, I apologize. But sometimes that's just the way it works out. And next pull, you have to do better, I guess. I mean, I hate to use that as an excuse because that's usually what you hear. But we learn by doing, I guess. And we've been at it for long enough. Well, like you say, the guys that are usually approaching you on something, it's because they're trying to help you out. They're not trying to kick your ass out and put you on the trailer, which years ago that used to be the attitude. I'm trying to get away from that. It, it, Bob, it really is not an excuse. You know, it, it, it's part of pulling, you know, it's part of being an adult. It's part of dealing with issues, you know. You know, it's you guys aren't out there to be vengeful. You're not there to ban one tractor or one guy out there because – Oh, I don't like him. No, you you guys are very honest. You guys are out there to improve the sport. And Lord knows, under you, Bob, you guys have made great advances from what the club was, you know, even two, three years before prior to you taking over. The, the club has made a major change, and it's refreshing. It's great to see. It, it makes somebody who's... I'm hell. I'm the youngest guy in the group right now. I'm be 28 here end of April. It. Oh my God! I got my T-shirt. I got on is older than you. I I don't doubt it. Probably the one I got on's the same think, age I think, too. I think the one I got on tonight's probably older than him too. Yeah, the Stinger shirt is <laughs> Bob Dabrowski Stinger V12 Allison shirt, vintage. But you know, it makes the people like me, you know, young younger crowd like me, want to get involved, want to stay involved with you guys. When we do see a future, we do see the ages of the classes changing to something we are more familiar with. You know, I grew up sitting there watching farm LMs go down the track because that's what Grandpa farmed with, not what I grew up on. What I grew up on was uh, 86 or 66 or 06 Series International or a 4020 or a 43, you know, or a 30 Series or 40 Series. You know, sure. we didn't grow up with the Oliver seven super seventies. We didn't grow up with the, or super 77s. We didn't grow up with the John Deere G's, you know, it, that, that was the retired tractor at that point. You brought out maybe once a year to run hay elevator or run an auger. Yeah. Or you take it to the local, uh, thrashing show or something. That's the only reason you'd get it out. And, and you guys have made great advances with that. And I, I do have to give you props, sir. You have been, very much the headstone behind that 
and helping the guys realize, you know, the older generation that's out there pulling realize that, hey, guys, we got to do something. We got to keep this club advancing. It's great. Well, I, I love it. It makes me I, want to get involved. I no, I appreciate what you said. I, I really do. But, again, I couldn't do it without – I tell you, that my board I work with and stuff, my God, I couldn't ask for better guys that want to, you know, immediately – I don't have to tell them. They just automatically do. I mean, they step in, do what they have to say. They're very open-minded. Uh, and, again, thank God for good members. That we, We've been very fortunate. Like you said, everybody's been very supportive with some of the new ideas. Some of the ones at first, like, eh, I don't know if that's going to work. And then it's like, my God, it did. So – no, we're trying. It's baby steps, but we're we'll get there eventually. Well, let's pu- let's put on a little bit of the rose-colored glasses for a moment and, and go go look a little bit into the future for the 2016-2017 season. Had some bad deals come with this past summer or this past winter with with Wichita and Talmadge. What are you seeing for next year? We got big things. Those guys coming back with those two events, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a good calendar next year. Um, we should have again at least 15 pulls for next year. Uh, Wichita, Kansas, as of right now, no, that's a done deal. The building got sold, and they're not interested at all having us back. Gotcha. Too um, bad. We are looking at some different locations in Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, even uh, Nebraska and the Dakotas, some areas we're looking at. Great. Uh, Talmadge, Ohio, it sounds like if everything goes the way it's planned, that uh, one individual will be gone by then and will probably be back. That's what we've heard. Uh, there's a, I'm this, yep. glad the Spillman and, uh, boys uh, haven't given up on that. And again, hats off to the guys out there that tried to do all the lineups and set up and got us a real good pull out there. And then the last second, I got pulled out from under them. And again, I, as you guys know, I got phone calls that too. Want to know why I got rid of that pull? I says, yes, I got rid of the best pull we have in our organization. Yeah, that was all my idea. No, that, <laughs> that did not work that way at all, guys. That's not what we wanted. No. So yeah, we're trying to get that back. And it sounds like there's an area about 50 miles. North, I believe, northwest is still in like a 200, 300-foot building, and they've talked to us about maybe having even a pool there. So Excellent. No, so there's a lot of a lot of places. Uh, the, excuse me, but the guys HMW or whatever that had the Rose City or whatever pulled down in Texas, I've talked to them. They want to have an NAPP pull down there. Wow, that would be great. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that would be so great. That's, that's looking very good, actually. I remember the days back around 2000 when we used to go to you know New York and Florida and everything else, and I'd love to see that oh, yeah. kind of come back. Yeah, I'm trying to do that because, again, yeah, how else are you going to get the word out about tractor pull if you don't just stay in one area? You're going to have to reach out and try new areas. But again, new competition, and you know that's, that's what it's all about, I think, instead of pulling against the same two guys every weekend. That's it. Uh... Well, I think we've kind of we've kind of rode the NATPA horse and we beat it to death. Now it's time for for us to to move into something that's deeply personal to you, and it's something that uh, we ask uh, all of our guests now to to address on our show. And that is, every single one of us does this from a place. There's there's somebody in our past or our tractor that we saw that really motivates us and, and gets us out of bed every morning and keeps us doing this. Who are the legends and heroes that motivate Bob DeBerg? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, years ago, there was a his gentleman's name was Charlie Lamb from Belle Plaine, Iowa. Super, super guy. Great big fella. Always just a character, big smile, laugh. Had an unstyled D. John Deere. And he always would ask somebody in the audience, hey, anybody want to pull my D? 
and he'd, he'd always probably pick the cutest girl he could find to put on there. And I could never understand, dude, why don't you throw another 500 pounds on? No, he says, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to have some fun and let people have fun. He's like, I got to throw those damn weights. It's too hot. And he'd laugh. Uh, he had two sons. Both of them tragically got uh, injuries and cancer and died young. And then they had to take care of one of the kids' wives that ended up being paralyzed and all the time. Very positive person, always happy, and always look forward for him to go to a tractor pole and meet old Charlie. And he'd come over with a big grin and, hey, guys, how are you? You know, just, just a super nice fella. And, you know, and I, that kind of get, gets you back to really what we do tractor pulling all about is to have fun, meet new friends, see old friends, and hopefully carry the tradition on that, you know, this is a fun sport and hopefully carry it on to the new future. Only the one, or you got a couple other sports? Now we put him on the spot. No, I didn't hear you. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Uh, that You only got the one superhero there, or we got a couple other in the bird? Oh, I don't know. There's always some guys that you, know, you look at, and some old farts. I tell you, we used to have some good old boys. They went to school together in high school. And hell, they tractor pulled till they're in their 70s. They're always giving each other grief, and always one would catch the other one cheating, and all oh, they'd give them a hard time. And about the best story I can tell, and I'm not going to mention any names because everybody's going to go, "Oh yeah, I remember him." <laughs> uh, a guy's father or mother-in-law died. Well, all these guys pull together, and they go, "You know, we got to go to his mother's uh, funeral." They went to the funeral. Guess who didn't show up at the funeral? He knew they were all at the uh, funeral, so he went to the tractor pull. It was his own mother-in-law. Wow. So, after the you know typical small-town Midwest, they get back, and they're having a cup of coffee at the local diner. Here the guy comes in, grinning from head to toe with four great big trophies. By God, I took everything. Well, they go, you old bastard, we just buried your mother-in-law. Yeah, I know, you guys were there, and I knew you wouldn't show up, so that's why I went to the pole. <laughs> you know, know? I got, that's hardcore. I got my hat's off to that guy. That's that's pretty hardcore. You know, I've heard a lot of stories about pulling. I know Charles, you have, but that definitely is in the top five of. That's up there. <laughs> that's up there. Oh, that's you know, up they there. go wait years ago. We'd count how many weights were on the tractor. Well, I got five international weights. Well, again, a couple of these guys would weigh with the smaller international weights, and then they get ready to pull, and all of a sudden the hundred pounders would come on. Well, same number of weights. You know, just stuff like that. You look back going, oh, my God. No, I've met a lot of characters in my time with this tractor pulling, and met a lot of new friends and old friends. And I, I guess I really don't have a pinpoint person, you know, that well, really stood out. There's quite a few characters I've met in my time. And it's, it's a really neat sport. And, again, I'd like to thank you guys for your, all your promotion with this, too. It's good to get the word out let everybody know it's a good, clean sport. And I'm glad to do we're it. having fun. You know what? You know, I, I'm glad to be able to be uh, kind of an ambassador for the NATPA. You guys have treated us very well. We've made some great friendships. I know Charles can agree with that along yeah. the way. I mean, not very often can you find a pulling community that spans, what, 10, 12 states, you know, across no. the U.S., into Canada, and everybody gets together, has a good time, jokes around, and you, you just have a ball every time you see them. And, uh, no, it, it, there's a lot of good quality people involved. And like you say, what I like is we brought back 
you see the smiles and the grins and guys off in the corner laughing and joking. And again, I, I, that's what it's all about. And I'm glad we're bringing that back. If you're, if you're new to the NATPA and you're concerned about the rules that are up for voting on next week, I encourage you, please show up, join as a member, participate in the meeting on Thursday evening, April 7th, over at the uh, Mason uh, Fairgrounds, Mason, Michigan, center part of the state. Easy access off of the interstate. There's plenty of hotel rooms. Lansing's very close. You can find a place to stay. And get involved, participate in, in the voting this, this year, and have your voice heard in how things are going to go with the NATPA in future years. And then please stick around with us on Friday for the uh, qualifier round. And then on Saturday for the National Antique Tractor Plague Association Season Championships, you get us two idiots on the microphone all weekend long uh, saying they nice things about desperate. you. Yeah, well, they're really desperate <laughs> for talent. But you get us two idiots. And uh, find out what a really good time it is to hang out at one of these polls. I hope you'll do so. Uh, one point I want to make, guys, on some of the flyers that says we're going to discuss Division One, Two, T, and Five. Actually, the Division One is we're actually going to talk about general rules for discussion. Okay, general gotcha. rules. Gotcha. Good point. We'll make sure yep. we highlight that. And uh, we're at six o'clock. We're going to get together and have pizza and sodas and stuff, and then the meeting starts at seven sharp. So, well, there might be an issue with that because you cannot buy sodas in Michigan. You got to have pop. Well, I know I can't get no damn water, so I'm going to have to find <laughs> We don't drink leaded. We, we only drink leaded drinks around here anyway. That's only an hour east. Don't worry. You got nothing to worry about. Okay. Everything will be <laughs> fine. <laughs> See, Charles made a trip to Flint. That's why he missed last week's episode. <laughs> there you go. So... Well, sir, we're going to let you have your night back. Uh, thank you again for coming on. It really was great to talk to you. I know I can't wait to see you a uh, week from today, Thursday. Yeah, well, so we'll do know, it. Your up. wife said the same thing to me. So that, that's good. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right. No, I, hey, guys, it's always a pleasure. And again, we really enjoy your show and uh, your support for the, the tractor pulling uh, world. And again, thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you, sir, and you have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you in Mason in one week. See you next week, Bob. That sounds like a, sounds like a plan, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yep, take care. Man, that, that was a great interview. I had fun with that. Thank you again, Mr. Bob DeBerg, coming on, talking any TPA action. Uh, we've got about, uh, what, 12 minutes left in the show? Yes, we do. Let's take a quick break here. Okay. And I know you got a little bit of a discussion. I don't know if it's quite a full rant. We might go rant free this week. It's not going to be a rant, but it's just something I want you all to think about and go to sleep on. So with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the port of johns in the pits? Going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new Portastool slash Pulling Hitch Combo, will be there for you. Made a 2-inch solid stock, easily the strongest, more, most sturdy Portastool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment in half-inch increments just by removing two pins. Makes hitch height changes quick and easy. 
allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal to the Metal is making pulling life easier. All right, and we're back on Pulling Radio Network with Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. Posh has an idea he wants to discuss. Wait, wait, wait. Posh has an idea? I know. Hold your... Brace yourself. Put your seatbelts on your office chairs. I do that just because I'm drunk, horrible, so... Horrible sound effects. We do, we gotta... Seriously, we gotta, we gotta pay the engineering department better. I thought that was pretty good. <sighs> anyway. Hey, hey, fire off his... Uh, his, uh, yeah, do that. Soundbite. Do that. Just make sure your fingernails aren't on that keyboard because I'm going to slam that laptop shut. <laughs> anyway. I don't give a damn. Thank you, Bobby Ross. I don't either. <laughs> All right, let's get rolling here. We got 10 minutes left. Let's get, get rolling. Anyway, uh, something we've talked about in previous shows, what do you do about state-level pulling when it comes to the NTPA? And I had an idea I wanted to discuss this a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, I got stupid-ass sick. But the, the uh, United Pullers of the Carolinas is a bitch. United Pullers of the Carolinas forced my hand just a little bit by adjusting their modified rules this week to something that's less than NTPA specific, and they I think probably went maybe just a little bit too far in their restrictions. They went down to a single engine class, hold hold the safety rules, what have you, to try and revive things and get away from just a single tractor class. That's fine. There, it's a prerogative they can do that. But I think NTP themselves provided the very same solution we're looking for on a state level. And it's a 6,300-pound modified class that's in their own rulebook. And I'm really fascinated by this. And I think it could work across the board at state levels to revive modifieds. Modifieds work on a state level in New York and Ohio. You get and I won't say ITPA. ITPA is its own thing. Otherwise, you've got to go out west and go to outlaws, where outlaws do something very similar to this. It's a 6,300 modified state national uh, limits, and it's a uh, two uh, 871 supercharged engine with wedge heads. If it's a, if it's an OEM intake manifold, 70% blower overdrive. If it's a uh, uh, a non-stock OEM intake manifold, it's 50%. If you're running Hemi style, it's 26%. You can run one Hemi Hemi at 1471, uh, three NA big blocks, four NA small blocks. You can run the one Allison on alcohol with an 8.8 to 1 supercharger. Uh, the, the one industrial engine, which would allow in like the, uh, the the alcohol super stock engines, like you see, one Packard or uh, two Ranger aircraft engines, which are fairly small, or a single turbine. And I won't get into the minutiae on the turbine limits. But I really think you want to revive state-level modified classes here. NTPA has given you the, the way to do it. Nobody runs it. The 6300 doesn't exist anywhere. Nobody's offering this to their promoters. You don't see it on any points chases. It doesn't exist out there. But it's in the rule book. And I think it's a great rule package. I think it's a way for guys to, to make something live. You just get a little bit lighter. But don't go crazy on the tech side. You don't have to invest a lot on your, your power plants. And you really could revive state-level modified pulling. We have something we haven't seen in 15 years on a really, really heavy basis uh, anywhere around here. No, you absolutely have my attention with it. And absolutely, I think it's a great class. I'm still waiting on my 2016 rulebook. But it's in there for 2015, too. And, yeah, I mean, 
A lot of options there. It's kind of like the light limited super stock we talk so much about. Is just yeah. about anybody can make something work. It doesn't matter what your allegiance is, what you want to do. If you want to do small blocks and you want to do a Ford chassis, guess what? You can do your 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 three fifty one Windsors up as much as you want to make them work. You know, you can run your big block Chevys. You can go Allison Aircraft. It's all there. You know, there's a lot of tractors sitting in barns that could be very there's easily set up to run this class. There's a ton. I don't know why this isn't a thing. I think it should be a thing. This is what I... Thanks to Bob DeBerg for being a great guest on this week's show. But I want you to go to sleep tonight. And I want you to think about this. 2016, the ship has sailed. It's over. It's done with. For 2017, how do you bring Modifieds back? 6300 NTPA. They've got it in the rule book. Let's do this. You're still running NTPA points. You're still top dog class or group, so to speak. And you're able to still compete on a fairly reasonable budget. And yes, I understand when polling's concerned, a reasonable budget is still astronomical to a lot of guys. I, I think there's a lot of trackers existing in the, in the 75 right now that can to get, come down to the 6300, and they'd be great. And there's a stuff in barns that could come out and, and be good, too. Absolutely. I mean, to do a single engine, it's not that hard. No. To do, you know, you, you have options. It's, it's not nice. a line. And we need that revival. You look at where NTPA got their start. There were two classes. Mods and supers. You had your mods and your supers. Pick your weight, brock, break, uh, weight bracket. Where can you make your chassis live? And unfortunately, you know, the weight brackets have fallen away through logistics and they just did. practicality. They have fallen away. But there's still a chance to breathe some light in the mods. You yeah. know, I mean... We're talking, you know, the class started out, you were on a cockshot rear end or you are on an F-20 yeah. rear end flipped over. You know, th- this is a throwback class. This is giving you the option to be able to run something like you don't have to be able to afford a full angler chassis or a banner chassis or, or a tether chassis. You, you name the, co- the company out there doing it. You-, you can build one, but you can go find a wedge chassis that's been out there for sure. 30, 40 years. Tedder's got a bitchin' two-motor or three-motor chassis for sale right now, ready to go with boxes for twenty-two grand. Wedge frame, done, rolling. And you're looking at put your motors, electrical, and fuel, and off you go. What another fifteen grand for three motors? If that's the motor, if you want to go two blown, two iron block eight seventy-one motors, you could be in a pulling tractor that's going to be competitive in this class for fifty-five thousand, and you're going to have twice the horsepower of a light limited super that isn't going to even approach it in horsepower at the same weight. I mean, you just, you aren't going to get there. No. And once again, yeah. Okay. 55,000. Yeah. That's a hell of a number. That's a good deposit on a house for God's sake. It is. Look, I'm not, but this sport isn't cheap. So that's, doesn't, that's a non You are talking running the granddaddy. You're running the top of the line. You're running the best of the best. In terms of the combination, you could be a complete friggin' tractor Iron, iron block setup for fifty five grand for what one engine would cost in one of the other combos, which is the single blown fourteen seventy one at seventy percent overdrive. And there's no cubic inch limits on this. You go out and get out your GM catalog and get a couple of of, of five seventy two iron block crate motors, put whatever cylinder heads you want on it, a couple eight seventy one blowers, and get some used rolling wedge chassis for sixty grand. You're kicking ass. 
Pull out your Jags catalog, for God's sakes. The one time in pulling on a modified level where you can pull out a Jags and Summit catalog and go, I'm ordering four of these motors or, you know, whatever you got to do. You can go buy a World Industries motor. Yeah. And slap it in a chassis, be competitive, and have fun. Point blank, I understand it's an expensive way to have fun. But you know what? So is, you aren't in pulling for the. So, you aren't pulling for that. You know what? So is hookers and blow, and everybody seems to be enjoying that nowadays. So you know what? I don't care, and that's a different hookers and blow than what sidetracked with Armstead and Post does. Stay tuned for that because we got another episode coming up soon. But yeah, give a look at this class. We got something else to discuss, and we got we got two and a half minutes. This is going to be the best weekend on Pulling Radio Network you're ever going to hear. Why? Okay, maybe not the best weekend, but if you're bored and really don't have a life and really don't give a crap about audio quality or content, it's sidetracked weekend. It, it, yeah. Have we not been talking about this since the beginning of the show? Bob DeBerg. We got our own server. Never mind. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can always go to sidetrackpulling.com yes, and listen to us. April Fools. It's not a joke. Sidetracked wall to wall on SoundCloud. You get to hear us going back to the prehistoric episodes. You might even hear a pilot. You might even hear our pilot episode, which was. That's bad. <laughs> no. You know what? No, it wasn't. It was awesome because it was raw. And uh, yeah, there is we, no editing done to that one, so hang on to your ass on that one. Despite all of our warnings about editing going on on these shows, really, quite honestly, there isn't that much. No, no, there really isn't. But I mean, pulling radio network, what can I say? I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no, just we're that awesome. We put out a great pot product, and you know what? That goes to our uh guests too because they, they, they do are top they make of us line. sound good. You know, everybody we've had on from Ed Schubert, Brian Lively, all the way to Bob DeBerg this week. We've had some awesome guests already. Jake Shepard, Darren Gilbert, Evan Booms. Oh, it, it, the list goes on. Nathan Drop, you know, yep. you know, our guest hosts, Carl Cross and Nathan. And there, there's a lot of people we've had on that have just been stellar. Make sure you listen to us. Thanks to all you guys. Seriously. Thanks for all, all you guys who help behind our show, coming on the show and for listening we're going to do this anyway. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to bust your bubble. It's not because of you. We're going to do it anyway. That's just us. But thanks for listening. In all sincerity, thank you Absolutely. so much for listening. Absolutely. You guys are the reason we do this over the airways. Otherwise, we'd be back in my garage drinking beer and talking pulling. But Pulling and- Radio Network, www.pullingradionetwork.com. Or if you're advanced, high tech, all kinds of fancified. All you got to do is go to your Google Play Store, download the Pulling Radio app, or go to iTunes. We're on there for the Apple users also. Download the app, easily able to listen all weekend long. Make sure you give a listen to the other guests or other shows out there. Kenny Eggleston, Jesse Dawson, uh, Dave Foltz. The Godfather, Eric Pruitt, returning next week. Returning next week, right before us, at 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, Thursday nights. The Godfather with a throwback Thursday will return. Grandiose form, as always. Great to have him back with us. It definitely filled the void for us. And uh, 
With that, our time is up as far as this red screen says. One last shout out. Thank you, Nick Meyer, for sitting on the other side of this desk and making us sound so good. Really appreciate what you do for us, too. Absolutely. Great job, as always. And uh, thanks for all the extra work you put in. Happy to do it. Well, now that we know our sound editor lies again. (laughs) With that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And this is Sidetracked. Have a great night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.